1: Hello, come right in. Rock Flag and Eagle.
0: All right, welcome everybody back to another edition of Chairgating. I'm your host, Rattlesnake, coming at you live once again from Austin, Texas. Uh, We're already experiencing some technical difficulties because I am an idiot when it comes to technology. I don't think we're live on the Belly Up Facebook page, so I apologize for anybody that was expecting to watch it there. For some reason, I clicked live, and it was like, nope. Not doing that, so we should be live on the ChairGate getting Twitter and the ChairGate getting YouTube, you, so you can watch us on either of those, but again, I apologize for the Facebook problems. We are continuing our co-host challenge. This week I have with me Jacob, long-time front of the show. What's up, Jacob?
3: How's it going? Just ready to get this going. I feel like Dakota and Colton are going to be my biggest competition.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've all been good in their own right. Um, oh, yeah. I would say me going to Atlanta with Dakota is definitely putting him a little bit up there because he uh, hooked me up and said, come out to Atlanta and come to a race. Uh, so that's why I'm doing this whole challenge, just to get bribes. I am not an honorable person. I'll take bribes. But that's all that matters to me. If we're so, doing
3: bribes, what whiskey do you like?
0: <laughs> yeah you're gonna be in atlanta as well right
3: yeah i can bring you a bottle
0: yeah if i'm okay. allowed
3: to i don't know if i am
0: it's we'll do to that pre- in the
3: parking lot
0: yeah you trust me i'll make it work i make it work i'm you won't be the only one showing up with whiskey don't worry so if uh you haven't noticed i'm dressed a little bit different this episode like normal uh i was trying to think of a stereotype for phoenix arizona and I don't know, Jacob, if you can think of a better one. The only thing that came to my head was old retired people. And I feel like this is what they look like, stereotypically. This is the best I could come up with.
3: Retired people have two options, Florida or Arizona.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, so that's what <laughs> – this is what I went with. Hopefully this hopefully this plays out well. Um, speaking of Phoenix, I guess – First, let's talk about standings. You have the standings pulled up?
3: Yeah, let me. I have those pulled up right here.
0: So, uh, as expected, um, let's see. Kyle Larson. Kyle Larson made a big jump, obviously. That shouldn't be a surprise, though, after his win. I know last episode on Sunday, we talked about that a lot. We talked about Kyle Larson. My co-host then, Brandon Key, who will not win because he argues with me too much. He was saying that Kyle Larson has been the most impressive driver this season. I disagreed with him, but Kyle Larson is up to number three in the standings. Shouldn't be too surprised there with that move after the win. What are your thoughts of Kyle Larson, Jacob?
3: I'll be honest with you. I used to be a hater. I used to think he worried more about dirt racing than he did stock car racing. But there is no denying Kyle Larson's talent.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I don't think I necessarily have a problem with his passion for dirt car, because uh, or dirt racing, because I remember, what was it, like a year or two ago, probably just a year ago, when, what was it, when he said that he cared more about winning the Chili Bowl than the Daytona 500? Yes, that's exactly what he said, and people had an uproar, but
3: the Chili Bowl is such a prestigious race, and as a stock primarily... I'm a asphalt stock car fan. Dirt racing has its place. I have friends at dirt race. You know, my buddy Dylan Hughes, he races a thing of street stock. And I love, I always give them crap. I sell them dirt for farming, asphalt for racing. But both of them are for racing. Dirt has its place.
0: So that's, yeah, that's kind of my thing too is, I don't knock Kyle Larson for being more passionate about racing on dirt. If that's what he enjoys doing. I mean, obviously he does NASCAR because that's what's going to pay the bills. Let's be real. You know, any talented driver, that's the route you're going to go. If you're open wheel, you know, maybe not even Indy really, but F1. But other than that, you're going to have to go try to join NASCAR to pay the bills. That's where the money's at. But at the end of the day, if he enjoys racing on dirt more, I mean, I don't care. Like, why would that offend me? I, I mean, that's what he enjoys doing. It's good for him. And he's great at it, by the way.
3: Exactly. I mean, Justin Algar. you know, I was, we were talking about Larson the other day. about And dirt in general. About how awesome dirt racing is. And he's, he's caused me to have a better appreciation for it. Because... Knowing him personally and knowing others like my buddy Dylan, I've stopped thumbing my nose at it and realized, wait a minute, dirt racing is pretty awesome.
0: So what kind of dirt racing does your friend do? Is it late models on dirt or is it sprint cars? I believe it's street stocks now.
3: You know, Justin Algar drives his dirt late model and midgets, but I believe Dylan drives a street stock.
0: I like dirt racing. I'd like to get more into it. There's just there's one track that's a little, I think it's about an hour away from here and they, they don't get many races. I was looking at like world of outlaws and stuff. Um, I think they came, but they came already and I missed it. So yeah, there's just not much options for me to, to go actually watch it. And if I'm going to get into dirt racing, I want to go watch it live. You know, I feel like that's really how you experience it. So if I could get more into it, I'd love to, Uh, but at this point, it's pretty much only NASCAR. It's the racing that I'm keeping I, up with.
3: I do love the fact that now, because of Dirt Bristol, you've got all these cup drivers, Kevin Harvick, Brad Keslowski's running Cochrane Friday night, which is 45 minutes to an hour from my house to prep getting ready for Dirt Bristol. And I do believe that Dirt Bristol has been awesome for the Dirt community, just because of the fact that you're getting big stars In back into dirt racing to prepare for that race.
0: Would you agree, though, that would you like to see a NASCAR dirt race at a place like Eldora instead of taking it up for Bristol? Oh, 100%. Yeah, that seems like a a weird move. I know NASCAR wants to run as much as possible at Bristol. By the way, I'm reapplying my sunscreen. Making sure it looks good. How's that look? Yeah, I mean... I get that NASCAR like wants to run as much as possible at Bristol, but there's so many cool dirt tracks already out there that you know NASCAR runs at. They I don't know if they're still at Eldora, but you know, recently they were. So
3: what well, I'm about to say will probably make some people shudder. If you want to cover a racetrack with dirt, cover Norksville Wilks Wilkesboro or Rockingham.
0: Yeah, I mean Anything to get those two tracks on the schedule would be sweet. I think North Wilkesboro, would. it's going to take a while. I mean, have you seen the facilities there? Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah. Which I know saved the Speedway, the Twitter. To them, if you ask them, it's ready to go tomorrow. I've had several arguments with them on this.
0: I've, I've seen photos of it. It does not look like it's ready to go. It is
3: not ready to run. I mean,
0: I think all racing fans would love to see it, but if I'm being realistic, which I try to be as often as possible, that's not happening anytime soon. Rockingham on the other hand, uh, I drove by last year, just drove by, it, stopped, pulled in the parking lot, took some photos and stuff. So I only saw the outside, but from the outside, the facilities looked actually really nice and kept up. There was people, it was at nighttime and there's people there, like hanging out at the track, like they work there or something. So it seems like Rockingham is, probably more realistic the sooner because it it seems like they are maintaining that facility a lot better.
3: See, I'd love for people like myself who have never seen stock cars race at either one of those tracks live, to be able to do that. I've watched old YouTube videos, but you know that that's nowhere near the same.
0: Yeah, I would definitely go if they had. And the great part for NASCAR is if they could get those on the schedule, those facilities, probably have like a 30 to 40,000 capacity. I'm sure. I- I'm sure it's not even up to 60 and all the NASCAR fans would want to go to that race, which means they could charge whatever they want for those tickets. I mean, they would, they would kill it. Uh, maybe that's not NASCAR. Maybe that would be the facility owner, but I think it would be a great financial move. And also it would look good on TV because it would be sold out and the place would be popping.
3: Yeah. You know, COVID era. Um, uh, Time, you know, yeah, they can say we sold out, but we need to get NASCAR back to a point pre COVID and pre half empty stands. We need to get NASCAR back to the point in the early 2000s.
0: (laughs) That's going to take a lot of work, but Texas has, I think, as of today or tomorrow, I think it's tomorrow, it's officially lifting all uh, state regulations. So Cities can choose like I live in Austin and Austin is definitely going to keep their regulations or whatever. Uh, But the state of Texas has opened it up for towns and communities to decide for themselves if, if they want any kind of restrictions. So come the Texas races it will be interesting to see if they can go full capacity, at least at Texas at Coda. I don't think they will just because like I said, Austin is crazy strict about stuff like that, but We'll see. It'll be interesting.
3: I am ready for Coda.
0: Yeah, I'm not. Like I, know I, said, how you I don't feel about road courses. I think it's dumb. Uh, so, yeah, looking at the standings, not too much movement other than Kyle Larson going up to third. We have Denny Hamlin first, Brad Keselowski second. Uh, like I said, Kyle Larson is third, Chase Elliott fourth, Christopher Bell fifth, Joey Logano sixth, Kevin Harvick seventh, Martin Truex Jr. eighth, and Michael McDowell still staying in there at ninth. Kurt Busch at 10th. So that's our top 10. Michael McDowell still still in the top 10, baby, he's staying alive.
3: <laughs> I don't even really want to talk about 28th. You what? I don't even really want to talk about 28th. Eric, 28th?
0: Oh. That car I, has no business. I, right I haven't there. even scrolled down that far. <laughs> oh, boy. And what's you know I'm a on, fan w- of his. What's been going on with your boy? Yeah, I know that he's your driver.
3: You've heard of Murphy's Law, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what's you, been going
0: on. You think that's just Eric Almirola? Like anything bad that'll happen will happen to him.
3: I think it's the part of it is no qualifying. You get mired back, and you have a bad race, and it compounds.
0: Yeah, you could be right. I mean, I think the no practices and stuff has hurt Kyle Busch as well tremendously. Um,
3: yeah. SHR isn't what it used to be, though.
0: Yeah, that's true. It's not. Yeah, the equipment's not the same. I mean, my boy Austin Dillon, just right outside the top ten there. We should have had an early season bet on who would finish better. RCR's yeah, turning trending up.
3: My preacher's an Austin Dillon fan. Hey. He's been giving me all kinds of crap.
0: Good for him. That, he's close to God. That's why he's an Austin Dillon fan. All my viewers just, like, logged off <laughs> right when I said that. Uh, yeah, so those are the standings we're looking at. Kyle Larson obviously making big moves in the playoffs, third in points. Do you think this is the year Kyle Larson can do it? He can actually at least be in a Final Four contending for the championship?
3: Kyle Larson will win a championship within the next three years. You don't think this is well, the year? I think it could be the year. But he will win one within the next three years.
0: I think if Kyle Larson wins a championship, it's a redemption story that the media won't want to discuss because then they have to discuss what he said, and they want to try to avoid that at all costs. But we would all know that that would be a crazy redemption story.
3: Well, you know Fox has already tried to avoid talking about him. I mean, literally, they'd cut away from Kyle Larson leading to third, fourth, fifth, sixth seventh place because they do not want to talk about kyle larson
0: or i saw one tweet that said it was a Bubble wallace fan too which i appreciated a Bubble wallace fan being realistic um he was like i'm a fan of Bubble wallace but even i have to admit it's getting annoying when they go to his like in car cam when he's in the 20s you know running like wh- what are we doing here you know oh, yeah. i get y'all love Bubble wallace but like Can we watch the race, you know, the the people that are actually racing in it?
3: Don't get me started on Bubba. (laughs) They'll try to cancel your show.
0: Yeah. Well, like I said from the beginning, he he reminds me a lot of Danica Patrick. And people will hate me for saying that. But Danica Patrick, and people I think are quick to forget this. Danica Patrick had a huge following. She had a lot of fans. And to say negative things about her pissed off a huge fan base back in the day granted that was before we were really on twitter and social media as much so you could kind of get away with saying it with your friends but i bet if it was if we had the twitter that we do now back when danica was still in you would get the same oh backlash
3: my. look i've quit talking about bubba wallace period
0: because yeah. i'm tired of getting called a,
3: called a racist when i simply don't like the guy right he's a, he's a prick
0: yeah i think Especially what was it last year or two years ago? And I've said this on the podcast before. It was when he threw that drink in um uh Bowman's face. That was Bowman, yeah. After he won and he was like had that heat exhaustion and had medics around him. When he did that, I was like, that's kind of, that's just like a dick move. You that's, know
3: that's where my issue started with up. Exactly. But I get it. It was Gatorade. The man is on the ground receiving medical attention,
0: right? Throwing anything at him
2: In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you
1: have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now.
2: Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen, if you're always running to the bathroom and sometimes just can't make it, we need to talk. You're not alone. I was just like you until I spoke to an expert physician about Axonics therapy. It changed everything. It didn't just give me bladder control. It gave me my life back. Axonics therapy is not another drug. It's just a tiny device you barely have to think about. And it can give you real lasting relief. You can even try it out first to make sure it works for you. Just take the first step. Get started at findrealrelief.com.
0: if you want to fight somebody or something like that's cool i am totally cool with that but make sure they're standing up able to like look you in the face um that was clearly not the time to try to confront him for the cameras because that's what he's doing he's trying to confront him in front of cameras that was not the time to do it and i just felt like that spoke a lot to him as a person when he did do that um that's been my issue with him
3: and see i'm all for fighting i mean i say throw up an octagon in the in the trial oval
0: Got hot takes over here, Dakota. Yeah, I mean, what? <laughs> I think I've made that joke that Vince Va- uh Vince McMahon should take over NASCAR. And um, yeah, after after a wreck, they get like hockey rules. You have like fight time, <laughs> where you let the guys go at it. That would be awesome. You want to see ratings go up? Turn NASCAR into UFC slash NASCAR. Ratings will skyrocket.
3: Harrison Burton and Noah Gregson. And that is how you say his name, by the way. Gregson. Thank you. That's was, what I've been saying. I was texting with him yesterday before I got on the podcast and I said, is it Gregson or Gregson? And he said Gregson.
0: I've been saying Gregson the whole time, so I just want to so, put that out there. If you talk to him again, let him know. Say, Rattlesnake has been calling your name the whole time.
3: Cough, cough, Kurt Bush.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? He just kept saying it wrong. I mean, you know, who cares, but... Everybody
3: loved it when they fought, when those two went at it.
0: Well, I'm going to put a pin in that because I do want to talk to you about Noah because you have a personal relationship with him, and he's been all over the media. So I want to get into that in a second. But before we move on, I figured since I'm dressed the way I'm dressed, we should talk about Phoenix at least for a little bit. Uh, It's so much harder this year to make predictions because the, the package is different. We, we're not seeing the practices. I mean, we, it's so much harder to predict these races other than just how have they been running this season and how are they traditionally at this track. But based on those, do you have anyone that you're predicting maybe a, a lock for this race or even a wild card pick that you think would be fun to see win? Oh, and Eric Amarola does not count.
3: I hate to even say this, Austin Dillon. Okay. He's good there. RCR yeah. is on the rise. Mm-hmm. AD can drive at Phoenix. Well, he can drive anywhere. But oh, that, that pains me as an Eric a fan to say. <laughs> you know, it's like somebody's just stabbing next me.
0: time, Next time you say his name, I'd really appreciate it if you said Daytona 500 winner Austin Dillon.
3: Daytona 500 <laughs> winner Austin Dillon.
0: There we go. Yeah. My preacher's
3: yeah. going to clip that, by the
0: way. <laughs> good. I'll send it to him. Um. Uh, yeah i that that is is that like your this is a solid lock if you are putting money on it or is that like that's kind of your wild pick that you think could upset that, people
3: that that's my wild pick that could yeah up. I agree
0: I think that's more of an upset pick. It's not the craziest one, and I think it's actually fairly realistic just seeing how he's been driving this season. but if you had to go with a safe pick for anybody watching this if they're if they want to put money on a race and they just want a safe pick. Can make a couple bucks. What do you think? Chase Elliott. Yeah, so I have the odds pulled up right here. Um, I hope these are the up-to-date odds. Let me double-check. 2021, March 9th. Okay, yeah, so Chase Elliott is favored to win at plus uh, 55. See, f- I, 550. I was going to say 5,500.
3: <laughs> I don't bet, but if I was placing money. I'd definitely put up to
0: 100 on Elliott, no problem. Yeah, but see, the problem with that is that the payout's not very good. No. So, you know, just looking further down, they have Brad Kislowski at plus 600, Denny Hamlin at plus 650, Kevin Harvick at plus 650, Kyle Busch at plus 800, Joey Logano at plus 800, and then Kyle Larson at plus 1,000. And so then it starts to fade off from there. Uh, are are there any of those other drivers that I just listed that you think would have a realistic shot? Denny Hamlin. Yeah, yeah. It's it's about time. Uh, I, I could see Denny Hamlin definitely uh, pulling away a victory. Then again, he's only at plus six fifty versus Chase Elliott's plus five fifty. So well, it's I'm not... not
3: even going to pretend to know what those numbers mean.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's not huge. I think your pick for Austin Dillon is actually kind of a fun one because let's see, where is, where is Austin Dillon? I see Tyler Reddick. So Tyler Reddick's at plus 6,600. Austin Dillon's at plus 8,000. So that's a good pick plus 8,000. Oh boy. But
3: but what has Reddick done?
0: That's why I'm kind of surprised to see that Reddick they're saying has a better shot at this. Um, Redick, in my opinion, is the type of driver that is balls to the wall. And if he sees the victory lane in sight, he's going to do what he has to do to get the win. Kind of like, uh, I don't want to try to insult him, but I, it kind of reminds me of like a Joey Logano, the type of guy that people hated because he would take drivers out, but he got wins. You know, he produced on the track because all he cares about is winning. Uh, Tyler Redick kind of reminds me of that. He's really talented and if he has a shot at a victory, he's going to go for it hard, but that also means that it could jeopardize his chance of getting a victory. Not to mention, I think the equipment he is in this season is not up to par.
3: Well, well, talent, you can have all the talent in the world. If you're not winning races and not producing, it doesn't matter.
0: Right. And I think Tyler Reddick is a guy that will win races and produce. It's only a matter of time. uh, Because like I said, he has the right mentality Whereas uh, Daniel Hemrick, who was just in the car previously before him last season, I think is a very talented driver, but he almost reminds me more of a Eric Amarola, you know, where he might be a little too nice to, uh, to actually finish races. I think oh, Eric's Daniel- too nice. You what? Eric is too nice. He's too nice. Martin Truex Jr. is similar, but Martin Truex Jr. I think is at least old enough and mature enough to know what it takes uh to get the to get the championship. So I think Daniel Hemmer kind of suffered that same mentality problem that those drivers kind of remind me of. Whereas Tyler Reddick, I think, is a ballsy enough driver to just go all out when he sees a chance for a victory. That being said, we'll see when he finally gets to see a chance for a victory. Because I he'll don't think he'll win in that
3: twenty three this year. Who? Um uh, Tyler Reddick and Xfinity
0: Oh, in the Xfinity. Like, are are we talking 20- about Bubba Wallace now? <laughs> Where did this he'll come from? <laughs> he'll win in that 23 car this season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all know how good he is in the Xfinity. I mean, he won back-to-back championships, and it wasn't just flukes. You know, People always say that after each Xfinity championship. They're like, oh, well, he didn't get as many wins or blah, blah, blah. Now, Tyler Reddick, I think, deserved both of his Xfinity championships. Man. If nothing else, at least one for sure. Uh, no,
3: the other driver, the 23 in Xfinity this year. Natalie Decker, we know that's not going anywhere.
0: Oh, do we? Okay.
3: I mean, I'm a fan of hers because of the fact that she has rheumatoid arthritis and doesn't let her, that stop her from racing. But some people don't belong in a race car.
0: Well, I'm a fan of hers because she's come on the show twice, and I appreciate that. But <laughs> And she's very nice. Oh, my gosh. every Of every driver I've interviewed – uh, I will say I'm very biased here. Austin Dills was one of the nicest guys I've interviewed. He really was. Invited me into his hauler both times. Got to hang out with the team, eat their food. Very nice guy. But, yeah, Natalie Decker uh, was extremely nice. And that's why
3: I, I feel bad even saying that about her.
0: She really is because nice. Because of like, how nice genuinely. she is. Genuinely. Yeah, because we've talked off air when you know we weren't recording. And she was just nice throughout the whole time. Uh, so... Yeah, personally, I'm like rooting for her, but I see see what you're saying. How would you compare her to uh, Haley Deegan?
3: I think they're both. I think Natalie is trying to be a brand and Deegan is trying to be a race car driver. I could see that. I think that's the big difference.
0: I could see that. Yeah, because Natalie Decker, at the end of the day, even if her career doesn't pan out, I mean, she could make money just on social media. That's how a lot of girls make money, you know, just being influencers or my wife calls it a blogger, which is my wife calls them bloggers, which is extremely offensive to me who actually writes blogs. (laughs) But I guess that's what they're called now. Instagram bloggers. I don't understand how they got that term. But yeah, I mean, that's totally fine if that's the route she goes. But I think you're right. Like she kind of has set up a fallback plan of creating a personality.
3: Deegan is what she's a product of our environment. Haley Deegan is, I mean, she grew up around the motor, um, uh, and the metal militias at the motor militia,
0: uh, metal, I believe.
3: Yeah. She grew up around racers, people who drove, who rode dirt bikes, like, like maniacs, people who, you know, she, it's in her blood.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I don't, I don't hate on Deegan like everyone else does. Uh, she gets a lot of hate because of things she says on social media. I guess I don't really keep up with it. Okay. And I don't really care. I don't care what people say on social media. It's never bothered me. It doesn't sway me one way or the other. Now, if somebody tweets, I fucking hate Rattlesnake and his show, it's stupid. You know what? That wouldn't even make me mad either. I would be like, yeah, I get it. I used to be like, I used to argue with everybody
3: on it, but I'm like, you know what? I'm the same idiot on social media that i am off of it
0: i mean i say that but i am still a little bitter with um ryan blaney about the interactions we had on twitter I'm still a little bitter about that that made me not a fan of his so maybe i am more thin-skinned than i want to give myself credit for but we'll see uh,
3: maybe i am thin-skinned but i'm quick with that block button
0: oh i'm not i don't block anyone <laughs> i i just don't I care am. that's the thing i'm like whatever man you want to get in my comments and and say shit, I'll probably just respond with gifts every single time just to annoy you.
3: I have been, I've only been blocked by a few people on social media though. I got blocked by Dave Moody. There you go. Which, who hasn't?
0: I was going to say, join the club. I don't know if I'm blocked. Like I said, I just don't really care. I'm not going to block you. If, if y'all want to block me, that's fine. I don't, I don't care one way or the other. I probably should care more since I rely on Twitter for my podcast, but, uh, It's tough to pretend to care about things. So I guess you just took a trip to North Carolina because you're in. Are you in northern Georgia or southwest Georgia, southwest Georgia? I've talked to so many people from Georgia. I'm down in the Sticks, brother. Everywhere outside Atlanta, I feel like in Georgia, it's the Sticks.
3: There's two Georgias. There's Atlanta and then there's Georgia.
0: Right, every person I talk to will be like, "Oh, I'm from North Georgia. I'm from the sticks," and then I'm I'm from this part of Georgia. I'm from the and I'm like, okay. So what you're saying is you just don't live in Atlanta. Everything okay. else is country
3: outside of Atlanta, Macon, Albany, and Savannah.
0: Okay, everywhere That's else fair. is sticks.
3: Okay, and don't ever go to Albany.
0: Can't say I have. Don't know why I would. So if or if you do,
3: pack heat and lock the doors. <laughs>
0: I'll be fine. Everybody loves rattlesnake. Uh so you just went to North Carolina. Took a trip to North Carolina yep. and you hung out with Noah Gregson or what what was that about?
3: We'll see what happened was we went up there and we got the tour of the shop.
0: Dakota's wondering what part of Georgia.
3: Tell him I'm uh, Dakota. I'm near Albany, but far enough away that we're
0: safe. Okay. And he also just responded saying this. So I guess that's a thing in Georgia. So now next time I talk to somebody from Georgia, that's all I'll say. I'll just bring up Albany. I'll be like, Albany, man, lock your doors in back heat. Am I right? And everyone's just going to agree. They're like, oh, shit, this guy knows what he's talking about.
3: Yeah, they are. And don't speed through Poland.
0: Okay, there you go. Now I'm. Oh, what do you call next. What do you call a George? Is it a Georgian? I mean, what do you call yourselves? Rednecks. <laughs> Okay. Uh, is there a, a term, though, for somebody from Georgia?
3: Georgians, I guess. I don't Georgian? I don't that, know.
0: That's weird.
3: That doesn't sound right. It doesn't.
0: It doesn't sound right, but I don't know any other terminology for it. So, anyway, you just took a trip to North Carolina, and you were in the Charlotte area. Yeah, um, we, what, Concord? More, more?
3: Yeah, Concord. We actually, when we were up there, they had the officer get killed. Um. Uh, my dad's in there yelling "Georgia Peach," (laughs) but there was yeah. That's good.
0: That's like in North Carolina. It's just called like you're a Tar Heel, but that's what you're supposed to be called. But people that aren't fans of Carolina don't want to say that. But it's kind of like what you're supposed to be called.
3: Yeah. We had a pretty scary experience. We we didn't know about it until later. We were actually staying two blocks from where officer was killed at the
0: Sonic. Geez, I didn't even hear about that. Granted, I don't keep up with the news. I try to stay off everything if I'm not promoting the podcast, but I didn't hear about that. Uh That's terrible. I'm sorry to yeah, hear that. Was that in Charlotte? Yeah, it was in Concord. In Concord? Okay. Well, that's terrible to hear. Um, way to bring down the show, Jacob. Geez. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> so anyway, you went specifically for what reason?
3: I'm um, uh, just... Well, we were originally going to go with Aaron so he could meet everybody.
0: But that that didn't happen,
3: unfortunately. But so this is just,
0: this trip had been planned out for a while then. Yeah. Okay.
3: And we um uh, we went up there and we got the opportunity to tour the shop. From, it was actually a guided tour that Justin was giving us in Dex. And lo and behold, here comes some dude up from behind me, taps me on the shoulder. I turn around, it's Noah, and he's like, "What's up, dude?"
0: that's that's really cool man i didn't even i should have worn my Aaron shirt i didn't even think about it and you know what's funny is it's it's one of those shirts that because i've been like working from home and everything that every day i wear like the same outfit and it drives my wife crazy just but i'm like whatever i don't have to do laundry so i wear that shirt like every day throughout the week just because it's a comfy shirt and so it's literally on, on the floor in the room Man, I should. I picked it up too because I was asking your last name, and I like picked it up because I was like, "Is his name on there?" But wasn't. But yeah, uh, that's cool that they you still got to do the tour though. Um, Yeah.
3: After the tour, which it it was awesome, you know, just seeing the inner workings and just get to seeing some stuff that people don't normally get to see. And I've had amazing opportunities like that since I've been a fan of the sport.
0: But. Yeah, and, and Noah's been really like supportive of you and your family this whole time, right? Because, yeah. I mean, going uh, for listeners a little more in-depth, I've known Jacob for a while now. He's been a big fan of the show, and I communicate with, back and forth with him regularly. Um, and you're the reason that I actually started liking Noah, because previously I didn't really care much about him, but I knew everybody hated him. So I was like, okay, I guess I hate him. Uh, and then what he was doing with you and your family, I was like, okay, well, I can't hate that guy. So I've actually been a fan of his ever since because of you.
3: I've seen the side of Noah that not many people have gotten to see.
0: I'm sure. Yeah.
3: And in fact, he called me the day after Aaron had passed. And I could tell Noah, I don't know if he wants me to say it, it's not, I could tell Noah had been crying. Wow. Yeah. And I had been crying too. Of course. And that's when he told me about he was running Aaron's name on his car at Talladega. That's right. But he, he called me to see how we were doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, that's just a good person, you know, he you yes, didn't he, have to call you
3: a good person. And the Al guys are too, because Justin's been there and miss Ashley have been there for us. And they're, they're just some of the most amazing people. And I can't forget Dex and his family. Ryan Dexter, I a, I think, I don't know if I showed the picture and I had to simply take it. To you. He's really tall. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I think the moral of that story as well is, um, no, one could have easily run Aaron's name on the car and taken photos and, and just like looked like a good person in front of the cameras. But the fact that he actually called you and reached out and, you know, wanted to check on your family, I think shows a lot more, um, of his personality behind the the helmet which is a topic that actually you wanted to discuss so in this co-host challenge uh i'm a very lazy person so what i've been doing is messaging the co-host that i'm having on and saying like do you have any topic ideas because i don't want to have to think about shit and one of the topic ideas that jacob came to me with was you know why don't you describe it
3: there's a driver behind that or there's a there's a person behind that helmet there's a person behind but- the
0: helmet okay that sounds like a thirty for thirty episode.
3: <laughs> it really does, but um, <laughs> it's basically the man the behind that the helmet. We see these these superstars, and we see them on track, and oftentimes we forget that they're regular people. They have families, you know. When they're away from the racetrack, they're they're totally different people. A lot of, them. and not in a bad way, but when you're in somewhere like a racetrack. You've got a one-track competitive mind. You've got to get in that groove. But when right. you're away from the racetrack, the racetrack, and the competition, you're able to let your guard down. You're able to become morphed back into a person, if that makes sense.
0: And so, I guess this topic came up because of your trip to North Carolina and getting to hang out with Noah and some of the some other drivers and getting to see them as just regular people and not the necessarily the way the, the media portrays them, especially Noah.
3: We'll see with the Ryan, you know, and then I got to meet his family and I feel like I know I've known all of them forever, but it just with the drivers, especially it just showed that, you know, they're people, they're, they're regular people. And we went up there friends and I feel like we come away family.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's, that's some powerful stuff, uh, and I guess this bleeds into kind of a hot topic right now as well. Was the 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 Ty Dillon statement talking about his mental health and stress that he goes yes. through regularly? Um, who was it? Was it was it Gluck that tweeted out about it, saying? Yeah, uh, I think
3: it was. And then there were some people that were honestly very ugly for Ty about this.
0: Who though? So this is my point was. I read through every comment and I think maybe I only came across like one negative one, but maybe I'm just not seeing them because all I saw was like supportive comments, just like, well, Hey, good for Ty. Like I hope he feels better, blah, blah, blah. Like everything was like nice and supportive. And I guess what annoys me is that Gluck will then maybe he he got one or two negative ones. Like I said, maybe I missed them. Maybe he deleted that or something, but he'll take the few negatives and make a big deal about it and say like, People are being hurtful and hateful and rude and all this stuff. And then people are just commenting more stuff, saying, like, oh, screw those people. They don't belong in our sport, yada, yada, yada. So I and I just keep looking rephrase. back through and I can't figure out where these people are, like all these negative people. Maybe I'm crazy.
3: I guess I should rephrase. There were your few typical a-holes that then got blown out of proportion. I guess so that's that, more. And I statement. think that was
0: my comment to the whole thing. I, I, quote tweeted or maybe I even just commented in the tweet just saying like you know if there are people being negative from what I can see it's overwhelmingly supportive so let's stop focusing on the few negative people because it's social media if you're getting a majority support that's a huge win because it's so it's social media people are negative people are assholes you know what half the people being negative might have been trolls even you know that's just a thing on social media that people just like to stir up controversy and uh, get people riled up But my point was I was looking through those comments and a vast majority of them seemed very supportive. And so I just, you know, I'm a big fan of the Dylan family too. So like I'm always going to try to support them. But in this case, I was just, I wasn't seeing it match up. And like I said, maybe I didn't see all the negative. Maybe a lot of them were quote tweets or something and I just didn't see them. Uh, It just, I didn't really understand.
3: I believe most of the negatives ones were quote tweets.
0: That very much could be but still i just don't know what else you expect <laughs> like people are going to be dicks you know it's, I, I like it's social Love, media
3: and he's a good you know journalist but he's yeah. a sensationalist
0: i think i think so as well and like you said i think you 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 said it well he is a good journalist he, you know he writes well i've even paid for the atlantic to read some of his articles because they're good but Yeah, I mean, I think my driver and Ersker right here, Chris Wright, says it best. Like, social media is just always negative. I don't know what else you expect when when you post something on social media.
3: And all the
0: NASCAR Twitter is so much worse. If you went and told somebody in person, I would say maybe one in ten would have something negative to say about that. Usually, they would just be like, "Oh, wow, that sucks. Hopefully, it gets better." But even the negative thing, I bet, would be something like, "Oh, wow, well, you know, millionaire athlete is complaint athlete." Is complaining about stress, you know, that would be the one thing that I could kind of hear yeah. in my head from somebody.
3: People are gonna talk tough on social media, but they're too afraid of getting punched in the mouth to say it in person.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of how the world's always <laughs> always been until social media is if you say the wrong thing, you get punched in the mouth. But yeah, I mean, I think that sums it up. That's I think a vast majority of people, just people, normal people are good people, they're supportive, they're helpful, they're friendly, and even those people that actually might be good in real life, social media is a place for them to let out the negativity or the anger that they can just hide behind and uh, without getting punched in the mouth, like you said. So I don't think anybody should be surprised <laughs> that it was a, there were some negative comments. I think one thing that
3: should happen before everybody graduates high school they should have to get punched in the face at least once.
0: I've said this multiple times on my podcast. I think I think every man, I'm not going to say women. I, I don't care if that's, what, what do they call it? Genderizing? I don't know. I don't care. Every man at least should go get punched in the face. It's not that bad. And you should experience it. Go pick a fight with somebody. Obviously, the older you get, the less likely that is to happen because then it's like a like, a, a, adult fighting is just kind of, like, weird. You know, like, you shouldn't be doing that, dude.
3: What's the saying? I'm too old and fat to fight. I'll just shoot you.
0: <laughs> but as, like, a teenager, like, go get in a fight, man. Go get beat up. Yeah. Who cares? You know what? Maybe you'll beat him up. Who cares? I mean, it's just... Me and my friends used to punch each other in the face for fun. I don't know. That's, that's mm-hmm. what we need. Man. We need people getting punched in the face.
3: Making, people, making your buddies flinch and punching them <laughs> crap out of them in the arm.
0: Yeah, me and my friends... Um, we we used to box each other, and then we we started out doing it bare knuckle and realized it was a terrible idea because we kept coming home like bloody and stuff. It was all in good fun. It wasn't like we were trying to hurt each other. We just you know it was fun. Uh, and so we ended up buying boxing gloves and just doing that for fun. And just, it's it's, like, it's fun. It's fun to fight. You know. Yes,
3: yeah, so that's like you and Colton were talking about having a fight club in Talladega.
0: There you go. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why in high school, you know, I joined the wrestling team. I enjoy the kind of altercations. Chris, I'm not surprised that you've never been punched. That's why you're Chris Bad Takes. That's why that you say the things you say because you haven't been punched. I think that sums it up perfectly. Anyone that's watching that knows Chris too. I think that that actually validates the point that I'm making right now. I so think, thank you, Chris, well,
3: to show people it's not that bad. At Atlanta, you can videotape punching me in the arm.
0: I'm not gonna punch you. Come on, let's do it. I'm not I'm not gonna put you're like the last person that I'm gonna I can punch. I'm gonna be honest, Jacob.
3: Man punches guy in a wheelchair.
0: Yeah, you're you, you no, you have way too much of a history. I I'm not even getting close to that. You're the last person. Me and Dakota can fight. Dakota will probably beat me up, but I'll, we can I'll film that. It. Yeah. Dakota seems pretty big. I think he would beat me up, but uh I don't back down from fights either. I've been beat up a whole lot in my life. I don't care um i've never actually been beat up yeah it's not that bad it's not that bad uh usually usually uh when when you are getting beat up a vast majority of the time the person you're fighting doesn't want to like seriously injure you and once you're kind of on the ground like bleeding then they can tell that you you've lost the fight vast majority of the time they stop they go okay you're done vast majority of the time in my in my case
3: that's like Noah talked about when him and Burton got in a fight when. when he so had this Burton is actually what I wanted to ask fought. you
0: about, since you're like friends with Noah. The the fight, all you could see was kind of like behind the wall when they dropped down. You can see Noah throw a punch. You see Harrison Burton shove him, and this is something that Colton, me, and Colton argued about a lot on Twitter. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, because I'm like, well, he shoved him. I mean, I would punch oh. the guy too. So. All you see is the shove and then Noah throw the punch and then they go to the ground. Has he talked to you about that fight at all?
3: I've heard him on the podcast on, a, on another podcast, and we have talked about it. And I'm gonna be honest with you, and I'm just gonna say it. Noah straight up whipped his ass. <laughs> 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 what okay, you why do you see, say that? What you don't see is after they go to the ground, you don't see Noah get burnt in a headlock and go to pounding and punch him four or five times. And then Noah got down in his ear and asked him, are you done, you little bee? Are you done?
0: Okay. I mean, it looked like, from what I could see, it looked like um, Harrison shoved him, They Noah throws a punch, they go to the ground and it looked like what i could see i tried to stop it to see whose fire suit it was it looked like noah was like throwing punches it was on top of him right so i just assumed i was like yeah it seems like he when they went down he was on top i'm just going to assume that what little fighting there was he probably won that one uh but a lot of people hated noah for that and Ironically, that was when I was like, you know what? I think I like Noah Gregson <laughs> because he's the type of dude that if you shove him, he's going to punch you in the face. And that's what I've been actually advocating for in NASCAR for a long time.
3: One thing I would like to address though is a lot of people gave Dex crap for this because he was the one that come running in. and But what they didn't see and what Ryan saw was Ryan saw seven or eight of um, uh, guys of burton's around noah and burton on the ground right that's why ryan run up in there like he did because mm. he saw that and he just assumed noah needed
0: but more than likely they were just trying to break it up i assume right yeah yeah i mean that's that's the thing that's what always happens in nascar fights it immediately is swarmed by like 50 guys trying to break it up like okay calm down guys. <laughs> give,
3: give them about a good 30 seconds That's what I said,
0: make it like hockey where you just everyone you can stand around them ready in case, you know, it goes to the ground or something. But back up. Let's see. (laughs) Let's see, man. They want to fight. They're both willing and able young men that want to uh, throw some punches. I don't see why not.
1: And
3: Noah even told him after he pushed him the first time to stop and he pushed him
1: again Dinner. katie bought the door here we went
0: so what what did you think about i guess noah in the race at miami homestead but also post-race his comments uh he got back in the media because of this a lot of people hated him some people actually liked it i was one of those people what were your thoughts on this
3: i thought it was hilarious <laughs> i mean i was ticked off because Noah had just been right and quite frankly right. I agree with his sentiment about David Starr. The dude should have been able to feel that tire coming apart.
0: Yeah. Um, I've tried to rewatch it because he was, Noah was commenting back and forth with Eric East, another friend of the show, been on plenty of times. I'm definitely going to get him on again this season. I like but Eric. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, like I, I've told the story, but Eric helped get this podcast going. He, I mean, he came on season one came to my apartment in Austin and uh, helped help get me going. So yeah, definitely. I've worked with him plenty of times, been on their podcast. Great dude. Really, really genuinely good guy. But I saw uh, Eric and Noah kind of going back and forth on Twitter. And Eric was saying like, you can't call him a dipshit or whatever you call him If you know, the tire blew out or I mean, something, quite
3: frankly, you can call him whatever the heck you want.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he can, but Noah was like, that's not what happened. He just like got loose and I rewatched it. And I was like, it actually kind of does look like he just got loose. I know they posted the photo later of the tire.
3: Noah had a quarter tire in the, in the first stage.
0: Yeah. So I, I've watched it and I don't see anything blowing from the tire. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm wrong. It didn't blow. Yeah, I actually had to go back and rewatch it in slow motion because I was like, wait, Noah's saying that he just got loose? That's a whole other story. And it, what it looks like... He might be right, exactly, and if that's the case, then he has every right to be that upset because the, that's ridiculous.
3: The quartered tire was just a scapegoat because Noah didn't right. make anybody when he quartered his tire.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're right and they just posted the photo hoping it would like die down, but... See, yeah. I've
3: actually... I've seen the where Noah posted the the data telemetry, David Starr was not running the bottom. David Starr was half a lane off the fence.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you go back and rewatch it, you can see Noah's coming around on the high lane. Uh, and then Starr starts to go up, which was just a weird move. And I think to Noah's point, he's like, I'm the leader. Like, you're old enough to know that you should, you know, let me go by.
3: How long has Star been doing
0: this? Right. I mean, I can understand the argument that he was on the lead lap, right? And so if Noah passed him, he yeah. would have been a lap down. I, I can see that argument. Um, but at the same time, like, the, you I can't. What I say about
3: that. You what? It, here's what I have to say about that. Noah is on old worn out tires. He's running the fence. He's committed. You can't, as people tell him, just turn left and go around him. It's not that simple.
0: Okay, but here's – so here would be my devil's advocate play. Let's say this exact same scenario plays out in the Cup Series. And instead of David Starr and Noah Gregson, it's Kyle Busch running for the lead, running for the victory. And it's somebody like Ryan Newman that – You know, is going for maybe a block and gets loose and wrecks him. Do you think there would be as much frustration there? Or do you think people would say, well, that's just racing. He was on the last lap. He can't get lapped, you know, because that's Ryan Newman's Mm -hmm. thing is blocking and making it would be that's
3: Newman. He has made a career out of being the hardest guy to pass in the
0: field. Exactly. So do you think people would be upset or would they argue that he was just racing the way he races and he was trying to not go a lap down?
3: Oh, I know who would be upset, Dalton.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I threw out Kyle Busch just because that's the most hated driver I could the think Bush of.
3: Fans would be mad, but the, I don't think everybody else would.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think Chris right has another good point. I think Kyle would probably be, <laughs> would be upset, but the thing is, people love when Kyle's upset. So I think I I do think it kind of matters about who the drivers are and. It made a lot of people angry when Noah made those comments about Star.
3: If it had another number nine driver, it would have been loved.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, you you know, of course. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, um, I actually like Noah. I like, I would like to see him continue to succeed because I think he's the type of personality we need in NASCAR right now. And also, he's talented, so it's not just purely personality.
3: Noah almost watched us lose it. He almost watched us wreck. Wait, what? We were going to Texas night. We were being safe, but we were going on one of the on-ramps, and I guess we didn't realize how sharp it was. And so I'm sitting in the back of the van, and I hear squalling, and the back of the van starts going sideways. <laughs> oh, damn. And my dad, luckily, he can drive. He just maxed the gas and pulled it on back. But we pull up at Texas Roadhouse to eat, and I was like, "Uh oh, that wasn't good."
0: <laughs> yeah, should have had I'm no. i probably
3: gonna, I'm probably gonna get in trouble for that. I hear my dad yelling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was, it was just driving normal, you know, and just miscalculated.
0: And you said you went and w- went and drove uh carts, go karts.
3: Well, I didn't get the race to go-karts, but that, it was at K1 speed. And in fact, my mom got spun by Dex. <laughs>
0: she cut across his nose. Nice. Ruthless. Doesn't care who it is. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really cool. Uh, and, and so is the next race, I guess the next race you'd be going to is Atlanta, correct? Atlanta. Do you go to Atlanta every year?
3: I try to for the most part when I can. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's going to be my first time at that race. Any uh, recommendations or tips?
3: Uh, have fun. <laughs> that that's always a good one. Okay. Um, uh, don't stay in a hotel in Atlanta.
0: No, we're staying at uh, staying at Dakota's house. Apparently, he lives really close to the track. So
3: I think he lives in McDonough, right? I have no idea. Like I if said, he, anything uh,
0: outside Atlanta, I just don't. I have no idea.
3: Yeah, well, he might not want me saying that anyways. My bad, <laughs> Dalton Dakota, if you didn't want me saying that.
0: Uh, why is that a bad area, or you know, the same. Oh, okay.
3: Which, right. no, the three of us meeting somewhere. Yeah, to-
0: yeah, definitely. Because I'm going to be there for the uh Saturday race and the Sunday race. Um, uh, so we have tickets to both of those. Um, Is there a Friday race, or is it all Saturday?
3: No, it's the doubleheader Saturday.
0: That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. So I'm flying in Friday evening, and then we'll go out Saturday, and then obviously Sunday. Uh, So we'll definitely have to meet up at least Sunday, if not both days. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I mean, you'll just see me and Dakota getting really, really drunk, if that's what you want to do. That's fine. (laughs) You'll see us get drunk and take off our shirts and start fighting.
3: I'll definitely get that on video.
0: Dakota says he grew up in, I don't know. It looks like McDonald's. That's funny I'm story.
3: It. Fun fact. I'm, uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq. Yeah. He mm-hmm. lives in McDonald's. Okay. He's actually uh, worked for the McDonald's or the Henry or not Henry County. they uh, Their sheriff's department. That's cool. I
0: mean, uh, Dakota, since you're listening, you got to take me over and introduce me to Shaquille O'Neal.
3: Funny thing just happened. I, I figured my dad opened the door and he gave me the look. <laughs> I guess he didn't want me telling about him almost wiping
0: out. Yeah, well, just tell him to start being a better driver. I mean, pff, that's on him. Well, they're um, in the other
3: room watching, so he that.
0: <laughs> All right, yeah, well, we'll definitely have to meet up. That's next weekend in atlanta and i think before uh maybe before atlanta or maybe that week i'm planning on doing the finale of the co-host challenge and i'm gonna do i'm trying to plan it out so tell me what you think i've been watching a lot of survivor lately been kind of binging survivor which is an awesome reality show by the way Check that out It's so awesome because you get the drama like all those other reality shows, but they do challenges. They backstab each other and vote each other off. It's very entertaining. Anyway, because of that, uh, I want to do some kind of like Survivor style finale. So I was thinking about maybe having like two finalists come, uh, come on and then maybe have the jury Come on, which would be the other co-hosts that weren't the finalists, and maybe like vote on who they want to something like that, and then maybe we'll even do a torch thing.
3: So, how are you picking the finalists?
0: It's a good question. (laughs) I haven't thought that far ahead. (laughs) I have not thought that far ahead.
3: I mean, because I'm not above groveling to become (laughs) one of the finalists. I mean, I, I practically groveled to get on the show.
0: Nah, you can always come on the show. You are, you are, a uh, if I had like a premier tier for fans, you are the premier tier up there.
3: I just, you, I, I got something from my dad. He all right. Sent me a text message. Okay. The name of the show is Chairgating.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I'm in the wheelchair.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Chairgating. You are the ultimate chairgator. Hey,
3: get me bonus points right there.
0: Yeah. That's, that's true. <laughs> Damn, that's yeah. too good. Yeah, Golden and Grease. That's that's too perfect. You that's are why, the chair gator. That's why if I nothing, was looking up, he come in here and told me. If nothing else, you know how they always talk about changing the, the NBA logo to like LeBron or something like that? I was going to say, if nothing else, I'll need to do like a special logo for you, and then it'll just be you in the wheelchair. <laughs> so, Jerry. Yeah, that'd be awesome. needs to be doing
3: a wheelie though.
0: Yeah, of course. With like flames coming out the back, oh, yeah. racing stripes. Yeah, that's that's too perfect. Uh, People sometimes ask about chairgating. I feel like, do you understand what it means? I feel like it's a self-explanatory. Oh, yeah, it's just
3: sitting up in the, it's at home, sitting back in your recliner with cold beer in your hand, the remote in the other watching the race. Thank you.
0: It's like, I love to tailgate. Everybody loves to tailgate, but you're not doing it every weekend. But you know what I am doing every weekend? Sitting in my recliner with beer, uh, maybe some food. That'd be sweet. And just getting fat and lazy and watching the race from home. That's it's chair gating. I thought it was self explanatory.
3: It's and my whole thing is people fuss about, you know, what going to the race in person. Honestly, other than hearing the noise, why do that anymore? Why follow yeah. the series around when you can sit every weekend in air conditioner on a high def TV watching the race and just go to your local track? your your state track which a lot more people are doing you know it's like why do that
0: i mean i'll disagree with you there i would love to go to every single race if i oh, could I would too. thank you dakota i think it is fucking genius uh i love going to races just well, I i'm gonna enjoy the race more at home the actual race itself because of the camera angles and stuff the commercials annoy me but i can see the full race better from home i'm willing to admit that Oh yeah, I, that's not why I'm going to the races. Let's be honest. I'm going to the races to tailgate, to camp out, to have a good time. It's essentially an adult spring break. So
3: see, I'm going to the races to see the race cars.
0: I like that too, but uh, I plan on getting really drunk. And if I have you and Dakota together, especially, I'm gonna want to film some content so we oh, can see. do some chairgate and stuff.
3: I don't. I don't drink. But I'm very good at
0: encouraging other people to do it. I'm easy to encourage. You won't even say anything. I'll be like, what, Jacob? You told me to shotgun this beer right now? All right, dude. If you really want me to, I guess I'll do it. So it won't take much. So, Jacob, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Definitely not be the last time you're on the show. Uh, If nothing else, like I said, I'm going to want everybody to come back probably next week, probably on probably on Wednesday. You know what? I'm gonna just going to do a tentative schedule right now, Wednesday, next Wednesday. So a week from today, that's when we're going to do the jury finale of the co-host challenge. Um, so I'll get in contact with you about it and everybody else and uh, we'll make it work. But yeah, thanks for coming on this week. Thank you
3: for thanks having for me. Thanks for telling,
0: you know, your personal stories about Noah and all that. It's good for people to hear. From someone that actually gets to talk to the person, not just uh, a media member, right after a wreck. So, thank you again.
3: If I can say one thing before we head out, yeah, just remember when you see these drivers and you see them, you know, just remember they're people. Yep, they're normal people,
0: except Kyle, Busch. Yeah, Kyle Bush. Yep, screw Kyle Yeah. He's a robot. It's okay to treat him like shit. Nope. All right. (laughs) All right, Jacob. Thanks for coming on. And like I said, I'll have you back on next Wednesday. And for all you listeners and viewers, I will see you all on Sunday after the race. Peace.